This is the Rise of the Young Podcast, bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era. Hosted by 17-year-old entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and branding expert, Casey Adams. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to episode 38 of the Rise of the Young Podcast. Today, we got the homie Mike Metzger with us today. And first off, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on. It's about to be a sick podcast. So what I like to do at the upfront is kind of let people like know who you are, what you do, so they can kind of get an idea. For sure. So I'm 28 years old. I live in Richmond, Virginia. I run a marketing agency here called RVA Social. And what we do is we service all kinds of different clients uh, through digital marketing. So whether it's running advertising, doing press releases, building websites, stuff like that. Uh, but it's definitely not where I started. You know, yeah, I got yeah. started in affiliate marketing for and network sure. marketing, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I mean, we met, what, through Instagram like last year. But I mean, so for everyone listening, I know that you've told me your story. We've talked about like where you came from to now, where you are today. But for everyone listening, like what was your journey that kind of started you as an entrepreneur? Or how, or how did you get involved into what you do today? Yeah, mine was a crazy one. So um, I got involved or interested <clears throat> in entrepreneurship when I was 24. Um, so coming up on five years now, but before then I was never somebody who had like a successful mindset. Um, nobody had ever taught me or pointed me in the direction of, Hey, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be successful. You can make a lot of money. You know, you can make an impact in your own way. I just didn't think like that. You know, I went through the normal motions of going to high school, just being a normal guy, chasing girls, just being an idiot. You know what I mean? Um, and when I was 21, I got into bartending, which really led me down not a good path. You know, I was always drinking and wasting all my money at the bar and just hanging out with fools, you yeah. know. Just, you know, I don't want to say being stupid because recently, over the past year, like, I've made a point to to not say, like, oh, like, I'm stupid or whatever, yeah. you know, because you shouldn't say that about yourself. But in that time, I do feel like I was making some pretty terrible choices, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think I had the the want to try and change or move forward. But through those couple years of bartending, um, I got myself into a situation where like my back was against the wall. You know, at 24 years old, I was seeing colleagues that I'd went to high school with. I never went to college. I don't think I could have went to college if I wanted to. My GPA was low. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was never led in that direction. So I was just kind of like floating through life for the most yeah, yeah. part uh, between 21 to 24. And what I eventually kind of stumbled across was Network marketing. <laughs> we're gonna cut that. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so, what eventually I kind of stumbled across was like network marketing. Yep. And just learning a little bit about sales and um, just communicating better with people and figuring out how can I um, how can I move forward in life? How can I stop being a bartender? How can I stop getting like stuck in a rut? So, what eventually happened was I just got stuck like with my back against the wall. You know, like yeah. I was in debt. Um, my friends, I think that I had at that time were making me realize that they probably weren't the best people, you know? Um, I had a big problem with lying. Like I would just lie about stuff. And I think that that was because I wasn't happy, you know, like I would, I would lie about dumb things, you know, I'd lie to people about, oh, I went to college or lie to people about things that I had done and just like make things up. (laughs) I don't know. It just got to a point where finally things were self-recognizable that like I needed to change yeah. something. So 24 hours introduced to network marketing, um, wasn't really like 
I didn't really get any results, you know, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of people yeah. can resonate with that. Yeah, like yeah. network marketing <laughs> is a tough one. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, a funny topic, right? But um, that was like my gateway into sales and marketing and technology and internet and yeah. all that stuff. So that's, that's like that's like the condensed version of really where I came from and yeah. how things started for me. That's what's up. So when it, when it comes to like your journey so far, like how you came up, you had like, you weren't focused. What do you think was like the turning point that kind of, you started network marketing, but now to having a big agency, scaling it now, like what was the transitioning factor from doing network marketing to now doing all of digital advertising, kind of jumping into that atmosphere? Like how did you kind of get involved with what you do now? Yeah, so a big turning point for me, well, I guess then there's two questions, right? So one was like, which is my turning point and how did I get involved, yeah. right? So, um, the turning point for me was when things shifted from network marketing into online marketing, right? Sure. And so I was lucky, like I just kind of caught that trend of people finally waking up and realizing, man, I don't need to go knock on doors. I don't need to cold call people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's these things that we have yeah. called Instagram and yeah. called Facebook and called Snapchat and all this different stuff. Um, and so, uh, what happened to me is I started to realize the power of the internet and social media, email, all these different things. It didn't quite yet shift into advertising. Yep. It was just social media type of stuff. And so um, from there forward, the big like turning point I think was when I stopped paying attention to what like the crowd was doing. You know what I mean? Like when I stopped um, doing what other people so, well, let's pause because I guess we can cut this out of the audio, yeah. but... I just sure. do not disturb it. So. Oh, yeah. oh, cool. Okay, it's, cool. It's a damn what is your mom calling? Yeah, yeah, and dad, but I'll call in like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, we, we can cut this right here. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, we'll just cut it out. Dude, they're excited about the podcast. Oh, they want to be on the episode. I know. Like what? <laughs> Tell them they got to wait in line. All right, so when it comes to the video, so we just like have another starting point. We can just edit. Yeah, 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 we can just cut it cool. out. But, um... So to, to pick up, right, like I started to notice social media and the internet is probably where the opportunity is. Yeah. And when I had this realization, it was at the end of 2014, you know, and so in, in the big picture, that's not that long ago, but in how fast things yeah. have moved over the fast. past few years, like I caught it just in time. Yeah. Um, and I was just excited, you know, I didn't have a big budget, I didn't have a lot of money, I didn't have a lot of success. I was living in a one bedroom apartment uh, with my girlfriend, Brooke, and she's kind of like the the turning point right like mm -hmm. she helped me with a lot of things i think if you find somebody you know it doesn't have to be a girlfriend but you got to yeah. kind of find like those couple people that are going to be yeah, really close sure. that like understand that you're about to go like all in yeah you know like and if they don't support that you know if it's an existing girlfriend if it's a parent yeah. if it's like your best friend sure. um that can be really challenging so if they don't support yeah. you it's hard to make a turning point at all. Definitely. Um, so I was really lucky, you know, like I, I met Brooke and things changed a lot for me. Yeah. You know, she encouraged me to just focus on, you know, thinking positively, yeah. you know, stop going to the bar, stop talking to these people that yeah. don't, you know, they don't have your best interest at yeah. heart. So that was a big advantage that I had um, when I first got into this stuff in 2014. For sure. Um, the hardest part is things like cutting out your friends. Yeah. You know, people that maybe you've known since you were a kid you yeah. know and I, I even had to do that for me too even yeah. i'm 17 it's not like i've gone through so much but i mean i feel like for me and a lot of people like cutting out negative people people don't just literally they understand it but they don't do it and i feel like that's like the biggest breaking point for a lot of people yeah. is like the execution of not just cutting people out but just like not being there all the time hanging out with them doing what they do kind of like distancing yourself so you can yeah. kind of get that mental breakthrough like and discover who you are and that's that's happened for me for sure and it's tough man like I think it's Joel Osteen. He says like, not everybody's meant to be in your life forever. Yeah. You know, 
And like, it, there's an interesting way to think about it. It's like, okay, well, does this friend like serve a purpose? And if you think about it in a binary sense, like yes or no, then the decision's easy. It's like this person isn't like helping me. They're not yeah. supporting me. They're not providing any sort of value into my life. Yeah. They gotta go. Yeah, for yeah sure. and it sounds easy, but like it's not. You know what <clears> I mean? Like I've had some close homies that you know I distance myself from and I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Um, and at the time it was really difficult, but now looking back, some of the best decisions I've ever made is to stop talking to certain people. Yeah. You know, and really like seclude myself, not in an unhealthy way, but just to seclude myself to you know the few people that are on the same path as me like our thoughts and what we're trying to do is congruent Mm -hmm. um and if you can do that that's like that can be a big turning point for anybody and it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship or business it could even just be like health yeah i mean you hang around like unhealthy people you're unhealthy yeah you know you're literally gonna be unhealthy so (laughs) that was a big thing um and what steered me into this was just kind of shifting from like regular sales to almost like the internet side yeah, of things. Yeah, for know? sure. So, I mean, when it, when it comes to your business now, RVA Social, when it comes to like the digital world, marketing in general, when it comes to what you guys are working on with your clients, is there any kind of trends or things that are happening digital that you guys are kind of stepping on the breaking edge of it that you think that people should listening should know or could, if they did hear about it, it would kind of help them when it comes to their marketing tactics? Definitely. So. Before, like, before we jump into tactics, right? Like, the one thing that everyone should know is you got to map it out, right? Like, so if if you have an objective, right? I want to sell more of my book, or I want to sell my course, or I just want to make commissions on the internet somehow, yeah. or like I want to be a guru, whatever yeah. it is. Like, you got to start there and figure out what is the objective, yep. and then from there you got to find kind of these smaller tactics that align with that. Yeah. So one of the people who explains this really well is Chet Holmes. He wrote a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine which is really, really great. And he talks about two sides of things. He talks about strategy and he talks about tactics. So when you're kind of talking about like trends and what should people do, there's two sides of it, right? Like there's the big picture strategy that you gotta map out with the end goal in mind. And then there's like the smaller tactics, which is like what people get excited about, what they wanna hear, right? Like Snapchat filters and chatbots and Facebook ads and all these stuff. Yeah, all the buzzwords that people are excited about. And the big (laughs) mistake that I see people make is they get really excited about these tactics. You know, yeah. they see, um, you know, like software plugins like Proof to where, you know, they install it on their their e-commerce site and it pops up and it says, hey, someone ordered a hat, someone ordered yeah. a shirt from this area. Yeah. And like, that's really cool, but that's a tactic, yeah. you know? And so someone could spend money on these things, on these little tactics and they get really excited, but then they get bummed because they that's don't work, yeah. right? So first, before you talk about like trending, you know, tactics, the big piece of it that most people need to understand is you gotta have a strategy. Um, and it's why we have like a big whiteboard. Yeah. You know, like we map everything yeah. out first and then we find out, okay, what is the small piece that we plug into this strategy? Is it a chat bot? Yeah. Is it an email autoresponder? Is it a new website? Yeah. You know, is it Facebook ads? Is it Google ads? Is it Instagram ads? What kind of Instagram ads? So um, to answer the question though, I think some of the things, and of course like always keep that in mind, it's like the strategy yeah, first, yeah. but the fun stuff that we've really enjoyed um, number one is like video marketing. Video yeah. is definitely crucial. And you know this, like yeah, your for sure. videos have millions of views, yeah. you know. So the video aspect is really crucial um, over images. You know, I think when Facebook ads first came out, um, at least in a big way and became more mainstream, mm-hmm. people were throwing up images all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, we almost don't use any images anymore. It's all video. All um, that's a big thing. So if you, you know, if you got something you want to sell, start thinking in the terms of how can I apply video into yeah. my advertising or my promotions or my social media posts? Because they're, I mean, a million times better. Yeah. 
Um, another Definitely. big one that we really enjoy is like Instagram story ads mm-hmm. are really cool. You know, there's not a lot of people doing that right yeah, now. It's definitely new. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're challenging to make. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's like where people 10, get 15 up. seconds. Yep. Like you should get the message across or why they should swipe up. And right. Like, I've seen some good ones though. Like I've seen some people that's like, they'll talk about fitness and that's not my niche, but they're targeting me, but it's like, they have a good little 10, 15 second like hook, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's definitely something I want to experiment with too. I, I always get the one from Brendan Burchard where he's like, Hey guys, Brendan here. Like, I don't even know what he's saying, yeah. but I get it like 10 times a day. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but there are some, you know, there are some good ones and it's challenging to make a video with those dimensions. You know, yeah. everybody's oh, used yeah. to YouTube yeah. Yeah. and now it's almost like this, it's vertical now. Yeah. Um, going to change up everything. Yeah. So those are really good. Um, obviously chatbots are a trending topic right yeah. now. And like we talked about it a yeah. bit today. So those are cool. Definitely a complex thing to build. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of a almost like programming knowledge and you really got to understand like autoresponders and there's different things that you got to understand to really utilize them correctly. But chatbots are a hot topic. You know, people are PayPal, Domino's, Sephora, some of the biggest companies in the world are on that trend right now. For sure. Um, And then other than that, I think it's just... Huh? Spotify launched an ad platform? Yeah, Spotify ads are a thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Spotify. um, So we've been running Spotify (laughs) for certain clients and... and, um, you gotta be you gotta be approved for an account, so you gotta yep. be like an official beta tester that yeah. they approve. So not everybody can do that, um, and that's the benefit of having an agency. You know, to come full circle, it's like yeah. we get approved for this type of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, because when you can show like, hey, we're a company, like we provide like real marketing yeah, services, yeah. and you got you know you got kind of the the track record of the foundation to show yeah. an ad platform, they'll approve you for that stuff. But yeah. Spotify is great. So those are a couple little, that's dope. A couple little trending that. secrets yeah. for sure. That's that. dope. That's dope. So when it comes to like, because I, I always like giving tactical stuff, but also talking about like, we were talking about this table, for example, when it comes to like you, Mike Metzger, you as a person, what's been your kind of, not highlights throughout your journey so far, but things that you just want people to know, but things that you've struggled with, because there's so much like the good stuff outside, but what would you say is like, have been not just like negative, because I don't like talking about negativity a lot, but like just points where you've had to bounce back that has like a story involved that you'd want the people to know about. Definitely. So, um, the interesting aspect about me, I think is, and I'm sure some people can relate is I'm fortunate that most of the challenging times in my life were before I decided to step into entrepreneurship. Um, or maybe like not, maybe challenging isn't the right word, but most of the negative, definitely all the negative was before I discovered, you know, business and entrepreneurship and things like that. Um, but challenging actually, there's, there's of course challenges every day. I mean, there's, there's times where like I'll have a week or even just a day where I'm frustrated and I think like, oh, like what am I doing? Like I'm done with this. I just get stressed out, you know? And it's crazy because being an entrepreneur and owning a company and working with a lot of people at once, you will have bad days and think like, dude, like, why am I even doing this? Like, you know, and it gets frustrating. But then the next day is all of a sudden a great Good. day, you yeah. know, and, and it's crazy. And it's up and down like that. There's there's really no way to avoid yeah, it. And honestly, sure. that's what makes you a great entrepreneur is experiencing that. Yeah. You know, because I think if, if you're a guy who's on a win streak and just everything's great for you, that just means you haven't hit yeah. that brick wall yeah, yeah, yeah. and something's coming. Because that's just part of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And even sure. like Mark Zuckerberg has a great interview where he talks about that. He's like, you know, if you think that you can – find some sort of mistakes that you can avoid, he's like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like making mistakes is what builds a, an amazing company. Yeah. Um, but the reality of it is that I've definitely had some really difficult times, you yeah. know, and what's gotten me through them is really just doing everything that I can to focus on positivity. And, you know, with me, like 
I'm I'm not the spiritual, you know, meditative guy that's like, oh, positive thinking is yeah, going to yeah. get you everything in the world. Yeah. But it's a big piece of it. You know, it really is a huge portion of how you, you get past things and how you get to where you want to go. So yeah. to give you like a specific answer, um, when I first kind of went on this journey, I was living in a house that was literally falling apart. Like this place should have been condemned. Yeah. Like the bathroom was falling <laughs> yeah, through the ceiling of the house. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2014. And I've made a, a habit of purposely pushing myself out of my comfort zone um, financially and just with like high stakes decision yeah. making. So a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, don't make a bad financial investment or why are you paying XYZ for rent or why are you paying <laughs> for this car yeah. or this expensive watch? But um, and, you know, it's relative to particular people and how their personalities are. But by making, um, I don't want to say risky, but just by making um, big moves forward in key categories of my life, such as um, my living uh, surroundings, yeah. right? Like the environment yeah, yeah. in which you For live sure. in is really, really important. 100%. There's a big difference between, like, it does, and income doesn't matter, right? So let's say hypothetically, like, if someone's bringing in $20,000 a month in personal income, if they're waking up in that house that I used to live in, which really would never happen, yeah, right? Yeah. But if they were, they would be in a much different <laughs> environment and a different wise. mood, different yeah. mindset, different energy than if they force themselves out of that, yeah. right? And so if you kind of condense that down into a smaller version of that, let's say someone's bringing in $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. It's the decision between, okay, like, do I save and hide all this money to try and save up to do something one day? Sure, that's one aspect. But I've kind of done the opposite. It's I've used every dollar I've made to try and climb my way up to a yeah. point where I know that my surroundings and the way that I feel when I wake up every day is the highest that it can be for that particular time yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been a big part uh, of being able to dope. move past like negativity. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's hard to be like in a frumpy mood when you got good put yourself in position yeah yeah, yeah for you know, sure when you got good people around you you wake up like in a nice place and yeah, you feel you know, good it's not even like around it but it's like mentally in your surroundings and like yeah. it's, so that's been like your kind of mental kind of um key points that kind of helped you you'd say yeah like i made a video a long time ago um and it was titled why being stupid will make you rich like, yeah right I saw that. and um and that principle is just like it holds true because um if you cannot like think about stuff so much and just take action, yeah, you'll skip over a lot of those bad times. Definitely. You know, you'll skip over kind of the more challenging stuff. And I focus really hard on trying to um, not think negatively. Yeah. And if something happens, it's like, you know what? Like, what good can come out of this? How can I? How can I skip? How yeah. can I skip this challenge? You know, yeah. how can I get over kind of these For simple sure. little problems yeah. that I might be facing? I feel that. So when it, when it comes to like daily habits you'd say do you have any that you try to like because for me I, I mean I go to school obviously still but when it comes to like daily habits that you do do you have anything that kind of like puts you in a right state of mind or do you kind of just go with the flow definitely so when let's see like two years ago when I was in the grind which I still am but I, I approach things a bit differently now because in the first half of my journey it was all about like financial freedom like mm -hmm. how can I make more money how can I make more money because I thought that money would all of a sudden like fix everything yeah and it's not true. It doesn't. Um, it definitely helps. You know, it definitely helps. Sure. You know, let's say credit cards are a problem. Like, yeah. having more money yeah, is going to yeah. help, yeah. right? <laughs> but um, in the big picture, money doesn't fix many things, yeah. right? Um, if anything, it actually emphasizes them more. Mm -hmm. You know, you involve more money, the 
risks can be a lot bigger when you make decisions and when you yeah. make mistakes. So um, the whole point of me bringing that up is like the first half, half of my journey was like, let me make more money, more money, more money. Once I finally started making a lot of money and things started to shift, then I started focusing on like, okay, well, now I've got money and I'm not worrying about bills and I've got yeah. a company and I've got yeah. great people around me. So I'm not worried about certain <clears throat> things, but like what's important now that I have money. Yeah. And the main topic was like things like health. <clears throat> you know, like I want to get healthy. I want to be happy. I want to wake up earlier. I don't want to yeah. like sit in front of a computer all day yeah. long yeah. because that's what I used to do. And you like you brought up the table, right? And that's why this is so funny is because it's almost like um, it, it reminds me because this table for people that are listening, the table we're sitting on, like this piece of glass originally was the desk in my home office. Yeah. Right. And it was like in the home that you were like previously in with like the stuff was falling through the ceiling. No, I wish I had a desk in that place. place, Like my room was so small. You could probably just stretch your arms out and touch the walls. So this was the next move. Yeah. So like I moved and this ended up being my desk in my first like real place that I would call like home. Right. And it wasn't anything impressive. It was like a little one bedroom apartment. The one that I met you in or this was that the next one? No, so this was actually before that Okay. So there was multiple different like upgrades. Definitely. Bring it back to that philosophy. Yeah, it was quick. About. You know, like when I started to finally get my feet, um, I quickly tried to keep advancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd live in an apartment for a year and then like I would uh, kind of evaluate where I was at and I'm like, okay, time to move up again. And I would do it again and again and again. And now I'm finally at yeah. the point to where, you know, like things are really good yeah. and I don't need to do that every single year because I've attained pretty much the lifestyle that I want for yeah. now, you know? Um, so that's why those other things become important, like health and things mm-hmm. like that. So, but the table is interesting because like this table has been here not here but it's been part of this journey so it was originally like my desk in my home office okay and the reason i bring it up is because when i worked at home um i was constantly just like grinding like yeah. you know what you would call like grinding 24 like, 7 on like a desk yeah. on a computer like i would wake up i'd be on the computer and i was doing a lot of phone sales yeah. back then you know so like i was selling for um influencers like adam wenig and you know yeah. in the russell brunson click funnels group yep. we were going to the inner circle stuff yeah. and like that was like where I lived, you know, it was like, that's what I was doing. And I was working at home and it, it was difficult to kind of distinguish work and like my personal life, Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like, I was working all the time, but I was more involved in my personal life um, once things moved forward. Yeah. So once I got an office space, these types of things became important, right? So yep. the answer to the, to the real question is figuring out how to distinguish your real life from your business life. And some people tell you like, oh, my life is my business, dude. Like I'm yeah. grinding 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's cool. You could totally take the Gary Vee approach yeah. to it. But when I look at it, it's like, I don't know. Like I want to be in a happy relationship. Like mm-hmm. I want I want to have time where, you know, I could go on a boat with a family one day, you yeah. know? And like, you start to think about these things. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm 28, yeah, like these yeah. things start to You're come like up. 10, 11 years old. Yeah, you know, like these <laughs> things are, are relevant topics for me. Like hell yeah I'm young yeah you know but like I'm not thinking about where I'm at right this second like I'm thinking about 10 years ahead 15 years ahead 20 years ahead but to to really like hone in on the answer is you got to set aside time to be in the present moment yeah and that's my focus of how I build my daily routines like I separate work from like, life. like completely like Gary says, like zero or one, like is, what does he say? Binary. It's like this or that. So it's like right now we're doing the podcast, but when you're off, you're off in a yeah. sense. Okay. And I, and I, cause I watched this interview with Gary too. He's like, cause he was like, yeah, the content is probably like 3% of my life. Like the other 97% is like 
completely binary. Once you're off, you're off, you know? And like, even for me, um, cause I was supposed to have an interview with Gary in New York and that I had to be out of his office at five, but I couldn't end up going. The flight got canceled, but it was something where it's like five o'clock was his like, all right, Gary's gone. This yeah. At this moment, no phone, no this, no that. So I feel like that approach is definitely, not, I, I try to do that, but for me, it's like, I'm at my house, I'm in my room, so it's like I'll do stuff, put my phone down, pop on it again, but would you say that's helped you kind of stay mentally 100% in both categories? Definitely. Like, I think um, it applies to a lot of different things, the whole binary aspect, yeah, right? Like, yeah. talking about Gary, even yeah. Grant Cardone, like, he was talking about when he sets meetings, like, he'll set a meeting for, like, 9.06, because that's how important his time yeah. is. So, even though I'm not, like, that critical with my time, yeah. and I'm not at that level quite yet, yeah. um, that type of stuff is really important, and it is how I approach things, sure. and it's not just business, though. Like, think about a relationship, right? Like, if you're in a relationship, you know, guy or girl, depending on who's listening, right? Yeah. So, when you're in a relationship, it's the same thing. Like, most people think a relationship is 50-50, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I'll put in half, you put in half, we'll meet in the middle, and everything will be hunky-dory, <laughs> right? But in reality my key to having a happy relationship and not even just like a romantic relationship like your friends right yeah. it's got to be like a hundred zero yeah you know what i mean like it's either you got to be like all in and present and like putting in as much value as you can into whatever is happening or if they're doing that then you need to step down to zero and let them you know like meet yeah. you there right yeah. so like a lot of people get in these arguments and it's because like they're barking at each yeah, other 50 yeah. 50 yeah right so that's what makes a great listener it's what makes a great time management person it's somebody who's great at relationships is knowing when to give a hundred percent and when to actually back down and go with the flow and For let sure. you know whatever the topic is happen the way that it's supposed to happen you know yep. and it's like same thing in conversing right it's like i'm talking and then like i shut up and then you talk right yep. some people they just talk over each other you know, and it's crazy. So binary, a hundred to zero, like it's a good. It's helped you for sure. I think it's a good way to look for at sure. things. Definitely. Well, duh, that's 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 something that I feel like I should definitely do more as well. But when it comes to just not necessarily your entrepreneur journey, but when it comes to just your journey, if you were to say my age, we're like eleven years apart. What would be like two tips to young entrepreneurs listening today that when it comes to the business grind as well as like just being mentally there, staying grounded, and actually get into that next level scaling a company but as like the main question is just like what would be like two tips you'd want to give to a young entrepreneurs listening yeah i think the first like big one is man you got to be totally obsessed and i oh, think yeah, I um, that. something that stops people from doing so is almost like a belief level right you know whether it's a parent or a friend somebody sure. doubting you know and especially yeah. when you're young right like especially yeah. when you're you know really young because um, now you got entrepreneurs that are 11 years old yeah. You know? yeah I had somebody message me on Instagram the other day asking for advice and they're eight years old that's they were insane. like do you have any advice for an eight-year-old entrepreneur that's insane I'll, ha- I'll have to connect them to you yeah, probably yeah. actually yeah. I'll say read, that's read Casey's book yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is what I'll say because I got to respond but, um, you know what's so crazy is the biggest tip is like you got to be totally obsessed you know because you can't sure. You can't master anything if you don't like just totally engulf yourself into that. You know, it yep. could be marketing, it could be business, it could be swimming, it could yeah. be anything. Yeah. It could be soccer, it could be building computers, mm-hmm. it could be traveling. Like you got to totally immerse yourself in that, um, at least for a period of time. Yeah. And that's really what helped me is just I cut out all my friends. Yeah, I tell me that. Like, try to like just zero. cut out everything, yeah. and then that's what happened. Is like for two years I was totally on board with what I was doing. And finally now, you know, four years later, yeah. 
I can do what I want to do. You know, I can go spend money at a restaurant or I can take a couple days off. I can do whatever I got to do. I can travel. Um, But it's because of two years ago, I spent all that time not doing that. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Like, it sucks, man. Like, I remember, (laughs) you know, I would sit at this desk when it used to be set up that way and just stare out the window. And even though there was nothing to do, I would force myself, you know what, like, no, don't go get a beer. Don't go to the coffee shop. Don't get distracted. Don't turn on TV. Sit here until you can figure out what you can do that's productive with your time. That's the biggest tip is like, don't waste your time. You know, if you're serious about it, don't waste your time. Get totally obsessed and spend it there, right? Mm -hmm. The second tip, in my opinion, is whatever you're doing like you got to find a way to have an authoritative advantage right like you got to be exclusive Mm -hmm. um and the one question that i used to ask people when i had these types of conversations is think about it like this why do people not want to work at mcdonald's you know and i've asked this question to people and you know they'll give me dozens of different answers Mm -hmm. like oh like the food sucks or like you don't make any money you know um, or I don't want to wear that stupid uniform yeah. or something like that. And and it's no offense to anybody that works at McDonald's and chances are they don't want to work there. If they're yeah. listening to this and they're yeah. in that position, like that's not their life goal. Yeah. You know, so I, like they don't feel bad listening to yeah. this because they know it's the truth. But here's the thing is like, that's not the reason that people don't work there. It's not because of the uniform. It's not because of the money. It's not because of the job. It's not because of the food. It's like the reason, the reason people don't want to work there is because anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Like there's not really any like requirements. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to be XYZ. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to yeah. go to college, right? So the thing is like, it's gotta be exclusive, whatever you're yeah. doing. So find a way to get like a competitive <laughs> edge. Find a way to be exclusive in what you do. Find that advantage that makes okay. you an authority in your field or in your industry yep, and become exclusive. Sure. You know what I mean? Like be the only one that does things the way that you want to do them. Yeah. Like it's why you Separate, succeed. Yeah. It's literally why you succeed. Like you have a huge competitive advantage. Like you're young yeah. and you followed both those tips, right? Like you're exclusive in the way that you do things and you've also engulfed yourself a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like I know for a fact, like when we, we met, first met, yeah, for sure. you were spending every dollar to make these trips and go yeah. meet these influencers. Yeah. Oh, where I talk about some that. people wouldn't do that. Um just stop it and restart it. Do it right now. Just stop sure. it and then restart it, I guess. For sure. Um, yeah, so like when I think of um, the two tips, like those are them. You know, sure. and it's the same thing here. Like people do not provide the marketing services yeah. that we sell. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, especially locally. You know, yeah. maybe some big cities, Miami, yeah. New York, LA. You know, they're they're doing the stuff that we're yep. doing. Um, but that just shows that like being in a small town like ours, do we dominate the marketplace yeah, because sure. we're following the trends of bigger, more successful yeah, places yeah. instead of following like the small trends that yeah. people are doing here locally. Yep. And it gives us a huge advantage. For sure. So for everyone listening, your company again, RVA Social, yeah. that, so you focus on the local area just for everyone listening. Is that like your main competitive advantage you'd say? So we definitely have nationwide clients. You know what I mean? We've got clients in a range of different uh, businesses. You know, we don't necessarily focus on one particular niche, yeah. but the way that we do marketing is in one specific way. But yep. the website is RVA Social Marketing. If anybody wants to check it out, yeah. rvasocialmarketing.com um, we don't really do a lot of social media marketing which mm-hmm. like a lot of people think we do because yeah. of the name uh, it's mainly digital advertising you know yeah. it's more in the advertising space we do web development we build websites we mm-hmm. run ads Facebook ads all that stuff right um, but yeah so that's what we do I mean we take on clients from anywhere in the US for the yeah. most part that's depending on the product you know yeah, they've yeah. got to have probably more on the premium end of what their product yeah. is you know if they're yeah. selling lollipops like that's a, t- that's a tough <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. to advertise you know definitely 
Yeah. Well, dope. So, I mean, when it comes to, because I have a few more questions before we wrap up, when it comes to your overall just outlook on trends like we talked about at the beginning, I know that you said when it comes to local clients, digital advertising, when it comes to you, you're, you as Mike Metzger on social media, where's like the best place that people listening could find out more about you, connect with you, or follow you in general? For sure. So pretty much anything that has to do with me personally is my name, right? Mike yeah. Metzger. Um, and it's M-Y-K-E-M-E-T-Z-G-E-R. So yeah. you go to MikeMetzger.com, For you sure. can find me Mike Metzger on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and that's pretty much it, you know what I mean? Like my website, email is info at MikeMetzger.com. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's, I mean, if you search me, you can find me, you know, if anybody has questions or, yeah. or anything sure. at all, like I'm happy to chat with people yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. And if I can point you in the right direction, then of course I will. Definitely. And that will all be in the link in the description. But my last question before we wrap this up, Mike, Jess, when it comes to two or three just key points that have helped you kind of, whether it be scale your company, stay on the right track, and really just help you stay aligned with your goals and your visions, what would be like those three tips? Not tactical, it doesn't have to be a certain thing, but just three tips you'd want to give to the listeners today that really would resemble who you are and how you got to where you are. For sure, I think um, the biggest tip is like confidence. If you, and it's hard to like admit you don't have confidence, right? But like you gotta build your confidence, whether it's reading books, whether it's doing something you're totally afraid of. Yep. Um, to build my confidence, one of the things that I did two years ago, um, and I'll make it quick, but I just made a point to talk to everyone I saw. Mm-hmm. And that's not something most people do. You know, you see somebody in the elevator, you could be the guy that's kind of like awkward and doesn't say anything <laughs> and like waits for the elevator to ding and you leave. Yeah. Or you could be the guy that's like, hey man, what's up? How's your day going? Yeah. Um, that really helped me build okay. confidence. Like, like just making an effort to purposely speak out loud to anyone that I cross paths with. Uh, that was a huge confidence that's builder. Dope. And building confidence is like the secret key to being successful. Like you oh, gotta that's be, dope. I mean, I like almost that. like, again, Chet Holmes calls it like pig-headed discipline. You yep. gotta be really confident. So that's <clears throat> number sure. one. Um, number two is health. You For know, sure. like you gotta be healthy. The, the input that you put into your body is the output that you create, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever you're absorbing and it doesn't have to be food like it could be what are you watching on tv what yeah, is the mental health as well to? for yeah, sure definitely like all of it you know and, and exactly like health isn't just what you eat it is it's yeah. mental like it's everything you know the way that you present yourself is usually very closely correlated with your health you yeah. know like somebody slouched over and their hair's all messy and like they don't yeah. look sharp yeah yeah it's probably because they're not sharp yeah. you know what i mean um so I'm definitely not the guy who buys into like, oh, you got to look a certain way. Yeah. But man, if you want to close deals and you want to be successful, like you got to look good. And if yeah. you want to look good, you got to be healthy. Yep, for sure. Well, that being said, everyone, everyone, if you want to know more about what Mike does, definitely check out the link in the description. And Mike, I definitely appreciate you coming on. And for everyone who has not subscribed to the Rise of the Young podcast, make sure you drop a review down in the description, share it with a friend, click that subscribe button, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Yeah.